Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 194 of the Junk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man himself, we have the colonel, the one and only, Gables. Ahoy, ahoy. I'm actually pretty good. (laughs) After another hard work week, it's just very nice just to be able to sit down and just record a podcast. (laughs) I'll just say that right now. But, Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing alright, man. Same boat. After a long week, it's nice to sit down, drink a couple beers, have a good conversation with your buddies, and uh, talk about video games. It's always fun to do. And you assholes out there listening can also listen to our conversation and talk to us and talk to us too not like now now but because we've already pre-recorded the show by the time you've heard this but uh future now you can uh, but anyways I don't know I, I'm messing <laughs> up the time continuum here uh Justin is back hello uh, were you gone last week or were yeah, you here yeah like, I was okay? gone I don't remember it's so <laughs> hard to remember <laughs> you can't even remember it's like Swiss cheese yeah holes all over the place <laughs> my story my mind <laughs> the time continuum, mm-hmm. space time, whatever. Fuck, just talk. How's it going? I already asked you. I know. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here as well. Um, listened to you guys' show last week. It was nice. Really enjoyed it. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's good. And uh, I'm not sure about. I'm sure down in New Mexico it is nice, and also in the Northwest. But oh, here yeah. it is very nice for this time of the year, and it is fantastic outside. Yes. The for, weather for is February. awesome. Yeah. Went outside, went on a walk in the park with my family, and it was really cool. That's good. <laughs> Very cool. It's nice being and warm. Yeah. It's nice being a walk around work because a lot of parts are separated and outside and not freeze your balls off. So. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we have a man from New Mexico that can tell us how the weather is. Yes. Troy. So. How are you? Uh, first of all, I got to start with my catchphrase. What's the business? Mm-hmm. And... Um, <laughs> So there's a couple things I want to unpack about the conversation that has happened so far. Uh, first of all, yeah, like it's it's tough trying to keep track of um, even remembering, you know, last week's podcast. Like I was caught up trying to remember what games I played this week and whether or not that was last week and whether or not I mentioned them last week. And like I was like, oh, man, where, where did that end? And then uh, <laughs> on top of that, being on, you know, two podcasts uh weekly recorded podcast uh, it's even more difficult to keep straight the things you have talked about and or mentioned and stuff like that so that's an interesting thing and on the weather front uh there's a term that i've been hearing recently and it wasn't just on local weather but also on like national weather like i'll watch the today show during the week in the morning uh when i get up and this term unseasonably mild has been used more more than a few times to describe the weather which i think is absurd like unseasonably warm everybody understands what that means oh it's warmer than it normally is during this time of year 
unseasonably cold. That would mean, oh, it's colder than it typically is in this time of year. But unseasonably mild makes no sense at all. (laughs) Especially when you you live in a country where there's so many different types of weather going on at the same time. Yeah, Yeah. but it's like, oh, it's unseasonably okay. Like, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It's like, especially when it's like, it's not like 20 degrees or 10 degrees warmer than normal it's like 60 degrees that that is unseasonably warm that is not unseasonably yeah. mild yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't fucking taco john's with like 30 different types of hot sauce <laughs> like this it's just it's just it's unseasonably it's warm. a mild hot sauce i would yes yeah but yeah otherwise everything in new mexico sauce. is great it has been unseasonably mild apparently uh <laughs> Probably pretty close to what it has been. I mean, I think the whole country is probably up in the 60s and 70s, which is, you know, crazy for some parts of the country. Somewhat normal for New Mexico, but yeah. Man, climate change. It's one of them things, man. Yeah, a couple will keep spinning. Yeah, yeah, for now. Changing. Unless it's Superman 2, where he, he, <laughs> he actually stops it spinning and makes it spin backwards Ooh. to go back in time to save Lois Lane. Because that's how the that's how space time. What happens to the buildings? Huh? Does it show you? No, it, just think, <laughs> it was 1970s, Justin. We were okay. lucky to get an uh, actual picture of the Earth stop spinning and then spinning back. Yeah, well, I mean, you think about like the the things that happen in life that we take for granted that are just a product of the world continuing to spin around, and to think that even for a split second that all of that comes to a screeching halt and then reverses direction, there's got to be some sort of crazy, unforeseen like effects that come from that. Well, yeah, Lois Lane came back to life. You're flying into a mountain 400 miles away in a split second <laughs> and smashing into nothing. I can just see somebody just like but making Lois a pizza Lane's pie alive. or something like that and all yeah. of a sudden just unseasonably, mildly just go through and just dump the pizza down the tree or something. Maybe that's what caused it. Did, Super, did Superman go back? Did, did he reverse time on us? We don't know it. Are we going backwards? Is that We're going to get snow in, July, in June. That's... That's technically what you do with like, the freaking Superman movie or something yeah. like that, where he just goes back in time by just going, like, re- you know, reversing the Earth's rotation or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to go back to the whole uh, remembering what you talked about in the podcast. It's really bad because I do the show. I'm on the show, obviously. Uh, I edit the show, show, so I listen to it twice. <laughs> Sometimes more than twice. And I don't remember what the hell was talked about half the time on the show. So... I understand it. Uh, but anyways, uh, we are not a climate change podcast, although it would be fun maybe to do one day. Uh, we are a video game podcast. I, I always wanted to go to school to learn meteorology, and not even because I wanted to be a weatherman, just because I personally wanted to understand like the weather and why it changed and how it changed. Like I've always been fascinated by that. Tornadoes. I just wanted to wear like a blue dress in front of a green screen. <laughs> that was, that was kind of what I wanted to do. I understand. Yeah. You can do that now. You can do that on Twitch. That's true. I, I was looking oh, at green sc- screens the other day. They're like, you can get one for like eighteen bucks. Man, that would be awesome. Having your own green it's, screen stuff. Just do like, like a little weather it. report, and then all of a sudden you're just drawing like a big dick or something in the it's background. <laughs> I like to have a podcast about how those work. Green screens. I've seen people wearing a green shirt on accident. And you can see like right through them. Oh screen. yeah, yeah. Whatever is uh, you have Same set to visible, to the cutout, it, it basically displays through whatever you're wearing. 
Uh, I would like to know, like, why they chose green. Like, I don't know if there's something about, like, the pigment yeah. of people's skin, like, is probably less prevalent in green. So that, because while you're doing you're basically telling the, the camera to pull everything green out of there and replace <laughs> it with something. So green was probably something like, well, if we use red, then all of a sudden everybody looks pale as fuck, you know? So it's like we had to come up with a color yeah. that was going to have as little impact on the quality of the image as possible. And I think green was probably what they landed on. Probably. It's probably, yeah, like, probably right. As far as like colors for what people wear, I think green was it's probably in the low end of that. So that kind of something to do with it too. That too. Who knows? Fucking shit's weird, man. Technology. <laughs> but anyways, uh, video games. Let's say back to video games, but we haven't got. Dude, there. I so want to derail again. Games. Like I want to do a Twitch stream where I have a green screen and I put myself like it looks like I'm playing in like a bathroom stall. Like, in a public restroom. <laughs> like, that would be the shit. Like, it totally, to everybody who, like, is viewing from home, it looks like I'm sitting in a bathroom stall playing video games. Or it's somebody's wake. We, we should do it Superman 64. Like, change, your, change your computer chair to an actual, like, toilet. There you go. And just sit on it. <laughs> and then, like, a, have, like, a the roll of toilet paper on the side there. We get to go, then, like, write, like, a phone number on there for a good Technology, time. man. I love it. From time to time, I'll just reach yes. for the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is he doing? He didn't even wash his hands. This is gross. Uh, I'm not using that controller. His controller. <laughs> you should have like pink eye, just to get a go like to go full bore with it. Give yourself pink no, eye. Oh man. Show commitment. <laughs> hey, just you gotta be committed to this stuff. Big old swollen. Big some eyes. random things of chocolate and just like start eating little bits of chocolate while you're up. <laughs> Shit everywhere. I'm eating a Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> you just start like, uh, wiping it on the bathroom. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's like Caddyshack. Oh, it's just baby Ruth. Just take a bite out of it. <laughs> just take a bite out of it. All of a sudden, people faint. Do you want me to edit this out and we can save this for and actually just do it ourselves? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's going to become the new trend now. Everybody's going to be twitching from the bathroom. <laughs> if it's not happening, if it's not a thing already, yeah, it's got somebody. It's I can't be the only one who came up with this idea. Oh no, no, like no, that sounds too perfect. Internet, if you thought of it, it's already happened. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, video games. Uh, <laughs> what are those? Uh, not nearly as exciting as climate change and uh, video game and uh, playing games in the bathroom, the green screen, meeting Babe Ruth. Uh, anyways, uh, we're gonna go jump into what we've been playing over the past week. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna start with you, Jazzy, because you've been gone for a couple weeks now. Week now. Okay. Six um, months. I don't know. I honestly have not played that much. Okay. But I do have something to talk about. Uh, oh boy. I picked. <laughs> oh boy. Strap oh, yourselves in, um, everybody. <laughs> okay, grab your seat. Uh, I'm in the bathroom now. <laughs> uh, I got the first expansion of a DLC for um, Resident Evil Seven. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's like ten bucks. I was gonna buy the season pass. I kind of wish I would have now because the second one's fourteen ninety nine. So we're gonna save five bucks probably. In the yeah, end. and maybe more later on if when the third one comes. I'm not sure how much that will cost. But... Three expansions. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, there's. I think there's three different parts of it, and the first one is like you're in the basement of. If you play the game, you'll know this area. It's like kind of like zombies. It's weird because it's like. It's kind of like zombies, and it's like Resident Evil, but it's like it's like zombies from Call of Duty, kind of. Oh. Where like you start in one area and you keep uh, progressing, 
it's pretty. It's actually pretty difficult. Like you fight waves of them. Waves and uh, it's like you go through the hours. You gotta survive till the uh, the morning. Oh, okay. Daylight basically. That's like from midnight to daylight, six hours I think. And uh, it's until dawn. I was gonna say it's kind of like that. It's, it's Call <laughs> yeah. of Duty zombies mixed with Until Dawn in a Resident Evil game. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it is like that. And uh, <laughs> it's not really like there's no specific time actually. It's it's you you got to finish whatever the objective is, then it goes on to the next day. Hmm. Okay. So it will, it will come to a point though, like okay, in this okay, you have like you start out like in a little workbench looking area, like a room, and there's a couple of hallways that branch off from it, and from that workbench you can like purchase guns, ammo, and uh, it starts off really cheap, and each time you buy something, it gets more and more expensive, especially ammo wise. Yeah. And then like there's this thing in the game where you can open unlocked doors with like this corrosive. Uh, spray can thing and that's like really expensive but it's really helpful because to really keep there's like these machines you gotta push the button to keep them so they start running and the whole time they're running you're kind of going around basically like uh, you're shooting enemies and they're different kinds they're coming after you in different little situations but like the main thing is to keep moving uh, go to the machines and collect it's all timed and how much uh, I'm not sure what's going on It's, it's like scrapping stuff It's just some weird Made up little machine It's like dropping crap But basically It's like your currency And you You just run from place to place Killing all the enemies And it's It gets Pretty uh, Hard I got to the very last day Finally And I got to like The last Person Being in it You're supposed to destroy And I just Died And like I tried so many Like probably six times Before that And it's like Whew, it's really tense, and like I'm just like I gotta walk away from this for a little while because I've I was too close, and that, that is not fun right now. <laughs> but it, it's pretty cool. Um, that's my probably my least favorite of the. No, that's actually my second favorite of the the, the three. Oh, there's more than one thing in the expansion. Yeah, that's okay. yeah, which oh. is kind of cool. Um, and it's not like it's not huge, but it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. Ten bucks, it's a good price. Um, this, the 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 next one, which is actually I'll talk about, is my favorite one, is. It's it's called like the in the bedroom, and like uh, there's a really cool puzzle. Uh, it's not a spoiler. There's a really cool puzzle in the game. It's probably one of the coolest puzzles I've played in the game in a while, actually. But this is kind of like that, but different. Like in the sense that like it's its own little story of a thing that's happening to you. But you're, you're basically you're trapped in a bedroom, and you're like kind of you're like strapped to the bed. And this crazy person keeps coming to you and bringing you food. And she's like, you're going to enjoy this. Kind of like misery a little bit. Yeah. You're going to enjoy this food. And, like, you open up just horrible, like, uncooked human intestines and hmm. stuff. And, like, so the whole point of this little mini game puzzle is to get out of the bedroom. And it's, there's a lot of stuff, like, going on. And each time you get up from the bed... Uh, you find little more clues on how to get out of here, and you open this, and you you find this weird little uh, tool. You and it doesn't seem like you don't know you know what to do with it at the moment, but then like it comes to you when you look in another corner of the room. Like there's so many things going on with one room, it's kind of neat. And uh, but it but you at the same time those things you do will set off like a noise, and that person will be like, "Are oh, you like start screaming? What are you doing in there? Supposed to be in bed." And like so then like the timer starts going like this person's coming back. Oh, get shit. back to the bed and act like you're there. Like this, get back to the bed and act like you've been there the whole time, like holding your spoon, enjoying this meal. <laughs> it's it's pretty freaky. I actually beat that one. Oh, nice. It was really it felt pretty cool. 
Uh, there's a lot of cool little puzzles in there, and uh, it really helps. You'll probably, if you do play, you'll probably play it like three times, and after the third time, you're like you'll you'll have a really good idea, a grasp on like where to do and how to streamline things to do better each time. Yeah. It's not it's not like it's not too bad because like overall, it's like not really long, so it's like hey, you know, three times. Like I never felt like I want to quit. I want to keep going until I figure this out. That's yeah. how fun of a puzzle it was. But there's another one, which is kind of like like a survival mode or something, where you start off in a random part of Resident Evil 7, and you have no weapons, and you just basically, it's it gives you like a, uh, a mission, like go kill this certain boss in this area. And I, I played that for like five or ten minutes got killed once and like I just didn't have any want to go back to it it's just not that it's bad it's just like not my kind of thing or I didn't feel it at the moment is it kind of like uh, like put you in a place in the actual like normal campaign or is it it's different it's different oh okay it, it's, like, cool. it, it's not like a different place wait it's, it's the same place yeah. but it's not like you're you're reliving the same thing uh, that yeah. you did okay. but like I think a boss is probably the same boss right but like you go to like a certain room before that was like had no no, no creatures now it's like full of creatures and stuff's just like not like it was all the doors or uh, doors that were unlocked are locked some of them I noticed and some that are were unlocked normally are locked so it's like really strange oh, that's cool. so there's there's probably way more to, oops, sorry yeah. way more to that than I noticed or had time to actually I didn't really get much time so but yeah, we're ten bucks for sure. Uh, definitely looking forward to eventually trying out the second pack. I'm not going to yet, but that just came out too. I think early for PS4. Oh, wow, these are quick. Yeah, um, I was surprised actually how quick that one came out. But I heard that there's some pretty cool ones in here, not so cool ones too. But I'm looking forward to that. That's honestly all I can think about at the moment. Oh no, one more thing. Sorry, I uh, I actually already beat. Inside, yeah. When you let me borrow your Xbox One, yeah. Tyler let me borrow his Xbox One, Xbox One last year, and I beat it. Uh, I bought it on PS4. It was on sale for like ten bucks. Like, yeah, I gotta pick that up again. I love Limbo a lot. And like, I really liked it when I played it. And like, when I was thinking about this game, like from when I played it last and when I just between when I just recently played it again, I was kind of like thinking, I didn't like I liked it a lot, but like it wasn't as special as I maybe remembered when I first beat it. Like, I, I, like, Limbo was resonating more in my mind for some reason. But I actually went back to this game. I played it three times in, like, two days. Wow. One, one sitting each time. But I ended up getting, like, every trophy in it and stuff. Like, finding all the secrets. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's it's so, it, it's a lot better than I remember. And I noticed little things. I thought I noticed a lot the first time I played through. But I noticed so much more this time. Things, like, I love, actually, this game makes you think about, like, what's this game mean yeah, and I actually watched a bunch of interesting uh, after I beat it like three times, like a bunch of interesting theories about it, and, and some you know I came to the conclusions myself, and some they pointed out things I didn't notice, and it was actually it's really cool if you're interested in like a game like that, like just or if you thought you if you already played it, I think you should go back to it and check it out again. Just, yeah, it's actually pretty cool, and there's some really cool theories out there. I, I really like that game. <laughs> yeah, that's something I did actually. A couple weeks after it came out, like like last June, I went back to it and I beat it a second time. And I did the same thing. I went and found all the secrets and everything I missed because I only got like three or four the first time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think there's like ten. Yeah, yeah fourteen. Was fourteen? Oh, more than that. Did you okay. see the secret ending? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. With yeah. The, the, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
the secret ending is pretty interesting. That was yeah, that totally changes your entire perspective yeah. on the, what that game means. Yeah, it's super. It's tough to talk about though. Like, yeah, it's spoiling it, but because you don't really want to, because you kind of feel it as you go. Yeah, and start like stuff kind of connects in your head. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the beauty of the game, I think. One of the yeah, and it's really it got really smooth, interesting. But that's just that's just like them being good at game mechanics over time. But like just what makes it what it is is not the jumping. It's it's just like the weird shit you're you're trying to figure out what's happening and yeah what what who what's the point of this kind of like limbo what's the point of this yeah and, it, and it, but you keep playing it because it's intriguing I, uh, it's it's I don't know the, makes you think I, what's the, you know, not too many games like that what's the name of the company again uh, played it played it I thank you uh, they actually released a picture on Twitter a couple weeks ago of, like, the first screenshot of their game outer space yeah looking looks, yeah that looks really cool I could see them doing some really cool stuff yeah with that um, I'm excited yeah is everything you've been playing though. Uh yeah, besides box box boy, I'm on very challenging levels in that game. Yeah, and I still love that game, and I'm stuck on this one puzzle. I've been stuck on it for four days. Oh shit! Okay, but I refuse to look it up right now. <laughs> yeah, I might eventually, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. I like that game. Well, very nice, man. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go to Gables next. What have you been playing, buddy? Well, it's been an interesting week for my gaming week. I have still, <laughs> I have still been playing games on my Wii U. I managed to go through the rest of New Super Mario Bros. U. I beat New Super Mario Bros. U. And I have to admit, though, the game itself, it's a good Mario game. It doesn't do a lot of, like, say, different stuff in comparison to the other games in the New Super Mario Bros. series. But the level design is pretty tight. A lot of the other gameplay mechanics and stuff are not so bad and stuff. Actually, they can be quite challenging in certain spots. Would you but, say it's the best new Super Mario Brothers? I would actually... You know what? I would actually kind of agree that that would probably be like one of the best like new Super Mario Brothers games. Because I, I didn't... Think it is. I didn't really think that uh, new Super Mario Brothers like, uh, 2 or something like that on uh, the 3DS was exactly like not so much better. No. But uh, I felt that uh, while playing through the Wii U game and stuff, I picked up little random things that I missed the first time, though. I didn't really went for every single one of those little star coins. So there's four incentives of me to go back and play it. I mean, I obviously want to go back and go through and try the star levels and everything else that uh, I unlocked after beating the main quest. But uh, otherwise and stuff, it, it was actually not so bad going through it now like a third time. And that's just the funny thing about this game and me. When I first got the Wii U, I had a little incident and stuff where I did not have like the proper USB cable setup for my external hard drive, and I ended up getting all the way up to the final boss, and my game data corrupted. So going through all that and like going through it a third time and stuff, it 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 was actually quite well interesting. Had it be like. Uh, four years or so removed from actually playing the game. <laughs> and I actually forgot a lot of the stuff that I played. <laughs> but uh, when I'm going through it now, it's like, okay, oh yeah, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. That's actually pretty interesting in terms of a level design concept. I didn't really feel too frustrated. So that's always a positive. <laughs> to... Other than that, I played and completed Mario Kart 64 for the virtual console. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I just started it in between playing bouts of, like, uh, New Super Mario Bros. U because, well, hell, I just had a hankering for Mario Kart 64. 
So when I went through, I decided that I wanted to see if I can get all the gold cups in sort of every CC. You know, from like, I started just doing 50 to 150, and then finding out by accident that if you complete the entirety of the 150 CC getting gold cups in each, you actually beat the game and unlock the mirror mode stuff. You didn't even have to oh, beat the mirror mode. Yes, there is a mirror I didn't mode. I know that. I thought, there was only, I thought the first one was in uh, Double Dash for some reason. No. What oh. Mario Kart 64 does is you must get gold cups in every single, like, uh, cup mm-hmm. on the 150cc in order to unlock something called Extra Tracks. So, what basically Extra Tracks is, is the, I think it's one of the first mirror mode stuff. I'm not 100% sure. I've never done it for Super Mario Kart, so I wouldn't know if that's in there or not. But uh, from what I from what I have experienced and stuff, the game itself, once you get to the extra tracks and stuff, it's just basically 150cc along with the added challenge of everything being sort of reflected like the opposite directions and stuff. So if you wanted to go, say, on Toad Turnpike, which was probably one of the hardest courses to go through in doing the mirror mode stuff, it could be almost really, it could be like almost impossible to go and not get hit by the freaking cars. Because if you notice in Mario Kart 64, when you go through Toad's Turnpike, all the vehicles are heading down the road and stuff away from you. But when you do the extra tracks, the Toad Turnpike thing, all the cars are coming towards you. So you have to navigate, I kid you not, like about three or four different lanes of car traffic while you're zooming down the road trying to get like the little question blocks, trying to get the freaking turtle shells or this or that. But uh, it ended up becoming quite an interesting experience to say the least. That and Bowser's Castle on 150cc was probably one of the more challenging things I did because what I played through... What I wanted to do is each cup, each CC, I wanted to go through as a different character. So 50cc, I just went with a classic Mario, like I generally would do. 100cc, I went through the entirety as Luigi. <laughs> uh, that's because my dad, like, whenever he would play Mario Kart 64, he would play as Luigi, pretty much. Then, like, uh, for 150cc, I wanted to try something different, and I, t- <laughs> I actually went through it the entirety as Bowser, the heavy character which didn't have a lot of speed to him, but when I did the extra tracks, I went with Toad. Because <laughs> Toad, Toad is like one of the fastest characters inside that game besides Yoshi, but he has... the Super Nintendo. Well, that's just the thing, man. That's, I've never played them in the Super Nintendo version, but I know for offhand that when you play as Toad in Mario Kart 64, the speed actually like a huge... He's a little bit faster, though. But because the AI can be tied together like uh, ever so more difficult when you go through higher difficulties, I mean, literally the AI is just right behind your ass as soon as you're going through like even a couple miles down the road and stuff. So oh, I ended up spending like around six and a half hours in total. I kept tabs on the the timing thing because of the daily log on the Wii U. Yeah, it took me six and a half hours to go through Mario Kart 64, complete every cup, and get a gold cup in each of them, and went through for four different characters. And, man, that's something I've never done before in that game. I mean, normally I just play through the whole of a 50cc and that would be it, because 
Hell, the harder courses are definitely not a pushover, that's for sure. But, uh, oh, let's see, what others? Oh, yes, I decided during the past week, after I was done with both Mario Kart 64 and New Super Mario Bros. U, that I wanted to start Splatoon. I wanted to go through and see if I can get through the single player of Splatoon. So I started it randomly, like on a Wednesday night. And uh, before I knew it, I had spent like an hour and a half playing that game <laughs> in like my first sitting. I went through about five matches online, went four and one. I started to regain a lot of my interest. And all of a sudden, it's like once I went to the single player, something just started to click. Like I was like in the mood for this type of a game all of a sudden. Because, you know, third-person shooters are hit and miss with me. I mean, especially if it's something that does something really different off the wall. So as I'm going through the single-player campaign of Splatoon, and I'm going through each of the different courses and how they're structured after certain things, like maybe you'll have one stage where you have to face off against these, like, uh, these Octo-Strikers or something like that, where they're, like, just firing all these bombs, like, from a distance or something, or these, the Octo-Sniper type of enemies and stuff where they have these little sniper guns and stuff that shoot across the stage. Like, another thing you'll be probably going through a couple of boss stages. Like, I really love the bosses inside this game. They're so yeah. unique. They're very unique and customized to, like, uh, a specific way in a specific battle. I really did love the final boss battle, too, because it actually felt like a worthwhile final boss battle. <laughs> One of the best final boss yeah. battles I've played in the game in a long time. Yes. It reminded me of uh, wacky Mario bosses, kind of. Oh, it. Bosses in that game. There were some times I kind of felt like it was almost close akin to a Final Fantasy boss, final boss, because there's different <laughs> really? stages of each freaking thing you got to go through. <laughs> yeah. You got to concentrate on so much when you go through the final boss of Splatoon. It's it's. It's really freaking funny that I was actually I was really getting into it. You know, it was it was very entertaining to say the least. And then just doing this, concentrating this, going through all the random stages, and I am gonna make it a point, maybe sometime, to try to collect all the other like uh, pages and stuff that are scattered throughout those levels because. Man, the game itself lasted me like around five and a half, six hours or something. But at the same time, I had an absolute blast. It has got to be one of the the most fresh games that I've played from a on Nintendo system or something like that for quite a long while. Because it's, fresh. that's just the thing with new Nintendo IP or something like that that they come out with, if they come out with an IP that's really fresh and really things, it's like, that really makes me want to go out and just play more of it. <laughs> it's something different. But, uh, yeah. I finished up Splatoon today. It <laughs> it was funny. I started, like, around 7 o'clock this morning, and uh, I ended up spending about two and a half hours, and I finished up the rest of it. <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, other than that, though, I'm not too sure what else I want to try to start playing on my Wii U, if I really do. I mean, I've got a couple games in mind, but uh, other than that, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing this week. Cool, man. Very cool, man. Uh, <laughs> next up, Troy. Uh, are you still playing Catherine? That's what I want to know about. I, so I did play Catherine on my Monday stream. Um, I got through day four. Um, 
before the show, before we started recording, we were actually talking about uh, competitive gaming, and I kind of hinted at uh, there's surprising. It's surprising sometimes where there are competitive gaming uh, scenes, because as I was playing Catherine on my uh, Twitch stream on uh, Twitch.tv slash Proven Gamer on Monday, um, you know, struggling through the normal difficulty uh, puzzles because they are no joke. Um, I actually had somebody pop up in my chat that said that he was a member of a Catherine competitive Catherine gaming uh, community, which was pretty dope. But yeah, no, he like was totally helping me, like giving me all these techniques and stuff like to, to get through these levels. And it was it was really cool, but also like totally crazy. Like, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that, that there's a competitive Catherine league, but uh, just the fact that you know this guy popped in, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like I I actually play this game competitively." I was like, "Well, that's <laughs> that is fucking awesome, <laughs> pretty dope, actually." That was cool. He was uh, he was talking me through all kinds of techniques and stuff. I don't know whether or not they'll stick in my brain, but it like totally helped a lot. I was like, "That's really cool." Um, so yeah, I did end up playing that on Monday. I didn't end up streaming again until today, actually. Um, so at uh, the Proven Gamer uh, Twitch channel, we. Uh, we were doing a giveaway because we hit a thousand followers uh, probably about a month ago. And so in order to celebrate that, we decided we were going to do a big giveaway event. So uh, what it uh, what it amounted to is, is a 12-hour stream. Uh, it started at 10 o'clock Eastern this morning, so 8 o'clock Mountain Time where I'm at. And it ended up just before we started recording here at, at 8 o'clock Mountain PM. Um, and so this morning I... Uh, I, I took the first leg of the stream, so we basically just divided the 12 hours up between all the streamers. And so for my leg of the stream, I wanted to do something a little different. Um, I could have continued Catherine, and I need to continue Catherine. I need to finish that game up. Um, but I've had this itch lately uh, to play some Mech Warrior Online. Uh, oh, just my okay. brain has been churning Battletech for the last couple of weeks, it does that from time to time. Uh, get super nostalgic about it. I actually ended up buying a couple of mech models, uh, which are sitting over my shoulder now to add to the collection of clutter that's on and around my desk. Um, but yeah, so I, this morning I played three hours of MechWarrior Online, had a blast doing that, and uh, it's really funny because like it seems like every time I I'm streaming something like there's a different group of people that joins, you know, cause I mean, obviously it just pops up on the stream. Oh, somebody's playing this game. So this person saw that I was playing Catherine. They're like, Hey, you know, I play Catherine competitively. So they'll pop in and, you know, like you got to kind of get to meet a wide variety of people when you play different kinds of games in your streams. Uh, and MechWarrior Online is something that's pretty popular. And so I had a bunch of people uh, hop in and they were, you know, giving me pointers and stuff. Cause I mean, I'm familiar. I, I played, you know, about a year ago, I used to play quite a bit, but I kind of fell off for a while and today was the first time I'd played it in close to a year and you know I was just you know running around and doing stuff I definitely probably look like a fool compared to some of the people who play you know regularly but it was it's a lot of fun it's it's kind of a cool like hybrid between like a like a first person shooter almost like a call of duty but also like you're piloting this battle mech and like there's a lot more to deal with like your your throttle position and so you're it 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 controls like a tank like your legs are facing one way and you can move your upper torso independent of that so you can you know like be walking in one direction and kind of shift your torso around to fire your weapons and uh so you gotta you gotta kind of like mentally think about that because it's not like call of duty where oh where you're facing is where you're where you're moving um you know there's a lot more intricacy to it than that uh finesse if you will mm. uh but yeah like it's um i was thinking about it and, and 
I know in the last week's show, like I had mentioned that I'm not a real big fan of sci-fi, but uh, I actually have to amend that to to talk about BattleTech because uh, the BattleTech universe is something that like I got caught up in kind of at an early age. Uh, I still own the uh, the tabletop game with the little plastic mech miniatures and the 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 maps that have little hex squares on them and i've got rule books and like i've got hardback versions of rule books for for battletech uh i mean probably at like 10 or 12 years old I, i'd really fallen in love with th- that game and, and the concept of like oh man like this is a tactical game where you're you've got these giant you know mechanized monsters you know with like lasers and missiles and all this stuff and and uh and so i got involved in that and then like I turned into like reading the novels and they've got like a ton of novels that are, that are built around the Battletech universe. And, and and so there's like a huge fleshed out like history, like that spans hundreds of years that, that kind of like uh, revolves around basically what amounts to, it was a tabletop game originally. It had the mech warrior was actually a, uh, a spinoff RPG that came off of the Battletech, the original Battletech board game. And then, of course, you know, video games and everything like that kind of kind of came along with that. But, uh, yeah, rich and storied history, like just just even like in the lore and everything like that. I I would almost argue and I'm sure pe- people would argue against me on it, but that the the Battletech universe and the Battletech lore is way more fleshed out than Star Wars. Um, like I said, I, I know <laughs> people would take exception to that, but like just the just the way that that. Uh, that everything is built out like it it literally spans hundreds of years like it starts out with this you know this galaxy that's in relative peace you know and 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 prosperity there's these great houses i was thinking about it today when i was walking the dog before we started recording but i i see a lot of uh a lot of BattleTech in Game of Thrones, like the way Game of Thrones is structured and everything, it's almost like BattleTech is like Game of Thrones if it was set in the future with giant battle mechs because you have these great houses that, you know, they have varying degrees of control over this galaxy, which, I mean, ostensibly it is our galaxy. Terra is one of the planets that's in this galaxy. Uh, but you have, you know, all these great houses that are kind of fighting over power and, and who controls the galaxy and, and everything like that. Um, you have kind of a, a central kind of religious figure in, in, in this Comstar that, that that's ostensibly they're the ones who control all the information. Like they're the ones who are making sure that all information doesn't get lost because as these as these factions have been fighting for for centuries like it, it's gotten to the point where the technology to even build these battle mechs has been lost through all of the fighting like so nobody knows how to build these battle mechs anymore so the battle mechs that are there in existence are all there are and they're like passed down from generation to generation like my father passed this mech down to me and now it's my mech you know and it's it's like crazy detailed stories and then eventually there comes this this outer force that that's similar to the white walkers that that comes to invade uh, the galaxy from you know from this outside from outside of the galaxy that that you know now all of a sudden everybody all these factions that were fighting each other you know in fighting and having this these big civil wars within the galaxy have to turn their focus on this larger threat that's coming from outside uh it's actually super fascinating and super in-depth um i really really enjoyed it and i've just been getting hype because this new battletech game's coming out this year uh the the harebrain schemes battletech game uh so yeah i've just I decided to take another deep dive into the BattleTech universe. I do that from time to time. So yeah, Backwater Online was what I played today, and that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I haven't really played anything else. I did end up picking up Tokyo Mirage Sessions for the Wii. Oh U. okay. 
uh, that's actually a pretty good story in and of itself. Uh, the way I ended up, I ended up getting a hell of a deal through Best Buy this week. So oh, yeah, I, have, did. I have the Gamers Club unlocked, uh, which basically it it was actually a predecessor. Like Amazon came out with their thing where it's like, oh, if you buy a game within its first two weeks of release, you get twenty dollars or twenty percent off of it, right? Um, Best Buy's Gamer Club Unlocked does that, but it also extends beyond two weeks after the game is released. So, like, if I wanted to go down today and buy a brand new copy of God of War 3, if they have it on the shelf, I get 20% off of that game. Um, So, at some point earlier this week, they put a lot of Nintendo games on sale, and we all know that Nintendo games almost never go on sale. Uh, So, Tokyo Mirage Sessions was one of those games that was on sale. It was on sale for 34 bucks, so it's normally $60. Uh, so with my Gamers Club unlocked, I got that for twenty-seven. I also needed That's to. Awesome. I also needed to uh, pre-order uh, Zelda: Breath of the Wild because I have my Switch pre-ordered, but I haven't. You know, I hadn't gone through the the steps to to pre-order Zelda. Um, so I went ahead and did that. So that was you know twenty percent off of the sixty bucks. It was like forty-seven bucks, whatever it even you know at Amazon, it would have costed me. Uh, but they also had this deal where uh, it was a uh, a visa checkout deal where you got $25 off a $100 order. So uh, between those two games, I was at like 70 bucks. So I needed to pad it a little bit. So I ended up uh, ordering a case for the Switch, a travel case, because I'm going to PAX East the week after the Switch comes out, and I'd like to keep it protected. So I got a case and I got a screen protector. And with that, I was probably like two or three bucks short on the $100. So I threw in a $5 Best Buy gift card on top of it, which bumped me just over the total. is like $103. So after I got the $25 discount on this whole order, uh, with shipping and everything, or I think it was tax that because shipping was free, but uh, I ended up getting all of that stuff for like eighty three bucks, which I there thought was nice. a hell so of a deal. That works with that works with pre ordering games. As yeah, well? yeah. So yeah, I pre ordered the I I, I that's one of the things I had asked. Oh yeah, and and for the the twenty five dollars off the hundred dollars, yeah, like I had asked somebody in on Twitter. Uh, I just kind of put it up there. I was like, does anybody know if this this Visa checkout deal works with pre orders? And uh, and they're all like, yeah, I, I pre-ordered a bunch of Switch games. I was like, all right, it's time for me to go pre-order some Switch games. Um, I, cool. Because I, I need to pre-order a couple games, so I might just go As far as I know, that Visa checkout thing is good until the 22nd. So you do have, like, four days. So even if you're listening to this, if you if you happen to hear this before, like, definitely go and take advantage of that because um, that's a hell of a deal. Because <laughs> if you can manage to find you know, a hundred bucks worth of stuff and get 25 bucks off of that, you know, and then like I said, with the deal that I got, you know, like just the two games alone, if I'd paid full price would have been 120 bucks. Uh, and I got those plus, you know, a case plus a screen protector plus a $5 gift card for 83 bucks, which was a hell of a deal. How much is it to do the game? Unlocked it's it's $30 for two years. What? Yeah, yeah, it's super cheap. thirty bucks oh, wow. gets you two years, and it's twenty percent off of any new game. Like I said, no matter how old the game is, it, it, even if it's on sale, uh, you get ten percent off of used games, and you get all the bonuses for trade-ins and stuff like you would get for a GameStop. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a hell of a deal. Like it's one of those things. Like I've been meaning to get it for a long time, and like. I, I always just buy games when they're cheap. Like, it, it doesn't matter where they're from. I buy games from Amazon. I buy games from Target. I Wherever the deals are at. And it, things pop up often enough on Best Buy where I'm like, in the last two years, like, that that membership would have easily paid for itself. And so, like, I just bit the bullet. I was like, I'm going to do this. And, like, already it's kind of paid dividends. Yeah. Uh, I would hop on it immediately. Uh, one thing that kind of sucks 
Yeah. We have a best. Our closest Best Buy is like ten miles away now. It's like a, it, it's not like an easy ten miles. No, it's like the we, busiest. We area. Used to have it's uphill like, both ways through gone. the snow. Yeah, <laughs> both ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's um. But that's actually a really good deal, and I'm actually picking yeah. up my Switch and the Pro Controller from that Best Buy anyway. So maybe I should go in there and yeah, switch my. I don't know. I have two games for the Switch coming. I was actually thinking yeah, uh, yeah. They, the Nintendo was going around to a lot of the outlets uh, kind of previewing 1-2-Switch at like IGN and GameSpot and, and Giant Bomb and stuff. And so I watched some of the videos of that, and I actually got to think that I might actually pick up 1-2-Switch. I mean, one, it's probably a little sure. overpriced. Like, it should have been a pack-in game. But I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I'm going to be at PAX like for four days you know, and, and there will probably be a lot of opportunities for me to kind of break that out and just kind of, you know, pass time, you know, if I happen to be in, like, a queue or something. Like, it would be really fun to be able to whip that out and, and play some 1-2-Switch. Yeah, it looks fun. We'll see that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah. Very cool. I'm, gonna have to, I'm definitely going to check out that deal because I, um, I have a Best Buy credit card, but we do not have, uh, do not have a Best Buy in, like, well, one that's yeah, 10 miles away. But, yeah, the one we had that was, like, five minutes away is now... Uh, Close, it's the giant. It all works store. online too, so like that's what I, I ended yeah, up ordering online. So, why don't you do that? Is it so? Is it you know? I'll, I'll figure it out. Never mind. I'll, I'll look up myself. I'm I have questions. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 get my, I'll answer myself. Um, but uh, anyways, um, what have you been playing? Yeah, I um, so I've been kind of in like a kind of video game funk the last like month or so now. It happens to me like probably every twelve to eighteen months or so I'll go through it. Usually, usually about this time of year or summertime when there's just usually not a lot of stuff coming out, but uh, or I'm just busy with other things. Uh, I just can't find anything to kind of grasp my attention outside of Madden. Um, but I did find a game. Uh, I only played it for like an hour or so. Uh, just picked it up. It came out I guess a few weeks ago on like PS4, Steam, I think even Xbox One. Uh, it is called Line Light, all one word, Line Light. Um, it's ten bucks. Um, so the kind of the premise of the game is: it's just you start off. There's no story. There's no nothing. It's just uh, you are uh, a white light, a white light, and you're uh, are a white. You're a line that's that's lit. It's a white light, and it's very literal. And you're just kind of following a path, like uh, like um, I guess kind of like a tra- like a train. Imagine you're on the track. And kind of what's going on is, hi Tony, my cat is meowing at me. Um, so kind of what's going on is that you are trying to solve puzzles um, on this on this path, and it kind of you're going you're going around like you left right turns going in circles. Sometimes you'll see puzzles that you can't even solve yet, and you're like okay, that's weird, I can't get there. And then you kind of do like three other puzzles, and then a couple minutes later, you're back to where you were. All kinds of this kind of lines up together, um, but um, mainly I've only played the first world. I just started the second one. Um, kind of the main thing you're doing in this game is that there are like so at least World War and I think there's different like um, uh, puzzles and different ways to solve them in every world. But um, like there's you're the, you're a white light and then there's these red lights that are bad. They touch you, you die immediately. But the if you die, it's kind of like a trial HD or like a um, Super Meat Boy where you die and just like that you're right back where you started, mm-hmm. like or right back where you just died. And so the punishment of death is not that. It's really, there is no punishment. Uh, it's kind of trial and error more than anything. And um, so they go. You see these. You see these red. Um, these red lights. And they'll like. They have a path. You got to figure out the path and the best way to get around them. And then they kind of add. Like the tutorial in this game is really, really great because it really isn't one. It's just kind of like, 
like within like the, the tutorial is like two minutes and it's just like okay this does that this does this and like every now and then you find these switches and there's different colors and they're like almost like um uh, like say you're going on a train track and they have like a different you hit like you pull the switch and you're going down a different line now right. and you need to move these um, move these these like kind of like a, a bridge or give you to move past you have to hit these switches and to go on to the next one I don't know if I'm explaining this very well or not um, but there's like a blue You're doing a good job all right uh, there's like a, so there's like a blue um, line and then there's like a yellow line and they're like off the path so the path is broken you can't go anywhere and then you have to like there's like a blue switch and a red switch, and you gotta you gotta hit the switch, and then you can go you can go and hit the blue switch, and then the blue um, line will come down, and I can go across that path. And then as it gets tougher as you go along, where now I had to use I had to like move the enemies to different sections. So then now they need to go through the switch for me. I have to like manipulate where they're going, so they go through the switch for me, so I can continue going on. And it just kind of goes on and on from Does there. Does this all happen like, in real time, or is it like? Yeah, this is all real yeah. time. Like it's just like constant going. Um, my, what is he doing? He's he, he's eating styrofoam. He's <laughs> not very smart. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it, it's it's like I said. It's only I've only played the first world. It's really cool. Uh, Ten bucks. Uh, I don't really want to delve too deep into it because I don't. I mean, I I started the second world and like in this one, it's kind of familiar techniques, but you have like a. The enemies only move when you move, kind of thing. So it, it definitely changes up the, the kind of the way it plays. I uh, kind of almost like a, a braid, where like um, I, I guess where like every there's like six different worlds, and everyone has their own kind of like puzzles and physics mechanics. Mechanics. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, but yeah, it's really cool uh, so far. Um, I'm, I definitely am going to jump more into the into the game. I have this over, but there hasn't been, like, you know, I've been, Resident Evil 7, I talked about a little bit last week, it's like, um, I, I think I'm not in the right place right now to play that game, so I think I, I've been, I've been so overly negative about it, and I need to jump back into that when, uh, maybe when the time is right, maybe, like, summertime when there's not a lot going on, uh, and I have more time. to everybody, man. Yeah, I think it's, it, it seems like a good game, it's just a game that, uh, you have to be in the, you have to be in the right mindset for mm -hmm. that kind of game, I think. In, with all games, really, yeah. but um, this one I think more than uh, any other one. Well, more than um, any other case for me. But um, that one, that one might be a good one to come back to in like October when you're trying to get geared up for Halloween or something. Yeah, yeah. that could be a good one like that. It might be like a good extra life kind of game, or uh, yeah, um, that that's actually a good idea. Um, yeah, that's kind of really it for me. Uh, I saw oh, you play that game for a moment. Yeah, you did. I don't know if you said it. I was I get rid of the styrofoam, but the. The music was awesome. Yes, I forgot to mention that. Uh, the music is great. It's kind of, it's like it's a weird game. Like the background is kind of like it's black kind of neon, and kind of colorful. Yeah, kind of like, like Tron or though. something. Like some, uh, yeah, you could say Tron. Yeah, that 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 would work. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, it's kind of like it's just like cheery and like it's disco-y, yeah, <laughs> elevator music. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's like it's kind of like that. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why'd you stop? Uh, <laughs> um, but no, it's kind of like um, you know, like you watching a movie, like a corny, like romantic comedy, and like it's before like where all the, everything goes. Like there's always that part where like the the, the guy and the girl have like the fight, and like oh, every everything is doom moment. Like before yeah. that, where everything is like going, he's walking the street, and like the uplifting music's playing. It's like that, but good. Coming uh, back to you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, I like it so far. Um, it's definitely. 
caught my attention more than anything else has in the last uh, couple months. So, uh, cool. for that, yeah. Um, I now I'm just kind of waiting more for anything because uh, the next like next month is gonna be a fucking crazy month with uh, Horizon Switch Zelda Danganronpa one and two, and Mass Effect Andromeda. So yeah. I'm gonna enjoy these moments of me complaining about. It. I really don't have anything to play, <laughs> and then like the next two months I'm gonna have everything to play. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Um, we're gonna jump into some topics. It's gonna be kind of a Nintendo heavy week. Uh, it's probably gonna be a Nintendo heavy a month. Of, yeah, the next yeah probably the next uh, three four weeks. Yeah, definitely are gonna be uh, a lot of Nintendo talk. Uh, so Jake's probably not gonna be here. I can almost guarantee you that then. Because uh, well, I mean, he's not here anyways. But when you know, when you know the Switch comes out, Jake's not a Nintendo fan. If people don't know, so he usually whenever he looks at the show notes, sees Nintendo. We don't see him. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, he's not listening. Um, first, first topic with uh, with Nintendo. There's a few. Um, Zelda: Breath of the Wild is getting an expansion pack. Uh, there's like a weird 90 second YouTube video that came out with uh, what's his ice Enuma or. Um, uh, God. I don't remember. IG Anuma? Yeah, something like that. Um, but so they announced there's gonna be an expansion pack for Zelda. Uh, kind of a weird thing for Nintendo. I think they've only ever done it with like uh, Mario Kart 8. A couple, yeah. Uh, but there's gonna be an expansion pack. It's twenty dollars. Um, these are kind of the key things for it. Twenty bucks. Uh, it's gonna be available on March third. Uh, right away, you get three treasure chests that come with uh, uni- uh, comes with like, uh, different outfits. Uh, some it says like uh, a couple things that help you in your quest. Yeah, they don't really no details <laughs> on it outside of like I guess there's a, uh, one of the outfits is like a switch T-shirt. Yeah, uh, with the logo on it, and then um, pack one uh, expansion pack one will come out this summer sometime. Man, a switch T-shirt, and... a, a T-shirt for Link to wear with a switch logo on it. That that doesn't sound universe breaking at all. No, definitely not <laughs> at all. Uh, what the fuck do you think? Who do you think they are? Ubisoft, Smash Brothers. Come on now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's that's different. You shut your whole mouth. <laughs> um, but no, um, pack one will be out this summer, and uh, the second pack will be out in the winter time. But uh, pack one will include a uh, hard mode. It's like a master quest kind of mode, I assume. Uh, there'll be extra challenges for the uh, caves of caves of trial, which I think that was in was that in uh, Twilight Princess? They have the cave of trials or whatever. In there? Something like that, yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure if it'll be exactly the same, but. Something to that n- nature. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it sounds, Maybe the same name. I yeah, I think, know, I I think that's where it sounds familiar to me. Um, but it's basically just like a... Uh, if it's that, it's, it's basically like a horde mode kind of you fight waves yeah. of enemies. And then there's going to be an extra map feature. And then pack two will have a new, uh, new original story, uh, an extra dungeon, and then uh, challenges is all said for that. Um, so this is... I mean, I'm going to look at... Uh, I don't know about you, Troy, but I know Gables and Justin are probably the two biggest Nintendo fans that I know. Uh, so I'm kind of curious where you guys are on this one. Um, the first thing I thought was that the timing is kind of strange. I don't know why, just for them to announce it. Yeah. Uh, just I don't know. I think if I was him, I would have waited till the game came out. Yeah. I think I think but, devs have uh, kind of gotten to kind of comfortable with announcing season pass content before the game releases, yeah. though. No, you're right. Well, and a but lot it's of- just weird because it's like Zelda. That's the only reason I say yeah, that. Like, yeah, it's kind of unprecedented, but we live um, in unprecededented times. Yeah, but totally. Uh, well, and we'll, sorry to interrupt real quick, but the, but like 2K is really, and Ubisoft are big on releasing season passes before they even talk about the game. So. Oh, and, and also uh, Star Wars Battlefront. We have this game coming out. We can't even tell you what the title is yet, <laughs> but would you like to give us 30 bucks for the season pass right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know, Resident Evil 7. 
Uh, <laughs> off the bat, the, the price, I think the price is really good. Yeah. I think the $20 price would be worth the new story Dungeon and Challenges alone, for me personally. Yeah. Uh, the the new hard, or hard mode, I don't think that this is just like a hero mode. It's probably something different. It's, so it's, it's probably something more than just like it's a little bit more difficult now. At least I think it's going to be. Um, the trial challenge, uh, that's interesting. Never been really big into like the waves of enemies. It's kind of cool, like in Wind Waker, when they had the hundred or like fifty oh, level like yeah. thing you keep fighting down. That's what Twilight Princess was, wasn't it? I think kind of yeah. like that, yeah. Like the same idea, anyways. And uh, this map feature, complete. You know, it's kind of vague. Yeah, nobody really knows really what cool. that means. They're like, we're really, going to give you a new feature for the map. Great. <laughs> yeah, it could it could totally change it up. It's I a compass. Have no idea. That's what it is. It's the fucking compass. There's no more compasses in dungeons. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta forget the compass. Uh, it's DLC now. I took it out of the game. So I look at like what you're paying for is the pack one and two. The three treasure chests is to say, it's just like a thanks for buying it. Like here's something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. I agree with you guys. But, like the the switch thing is kind of funny. To to me, it's like it's not gonna break anything for me because I only have to I only have to wear it if I want to, and I probably will just for fun because I think it'll be funny. I, it's it's weird. I'm not going to say it's not weird, but I don't know. <laughs> this is Nintendo we're talking yeah. about. And yeah. um, the two other treasure chests, of course, we don't know what they are, but they're scattered, I guess, in the first area, like Great Plateau. It says it contains and, useful uh, items, though. Yeah, useful items. Five rooms. Not a, not a Nintendo <laughs> Switch t-shirt, which is decidedly <laughs> not a useful <laughs> item. Can I... Nintendo 4DS. I wonder, how much, I wonder how much I can sell the Switch t-shirt for in, in Zelda. <laughs> That'd be actually pretty fun. 20 rupees. So the Wii U one must have the Switch one as well, which would be... Yeah, that's really, even... I guess good marketing. Weird. It'd be pack? really stupid because you bought that one and bought the expansion pack on the Wii U. But Is there is the expansion pack for the Wii U as well? Yep. Oh, okay. And they're identical. Okay. So I'm assuming that shirt's identical too. Right. Um, which I guess makes sense. I guess. It's, I actually, think, it's I, actually a virtual boy t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I wonder if the Switch shirt will be just like blatantly the the logo you know, or like will be kind of like Zelda infused a little bit and look different. Huh? Yeah. No, I would just assume it'd be like a red T-shirt with the Switch logo on it. But yeah, like with the, with the I could window. totally no, that's, adapt that's it. I think too, but it could totally be. Yeah. Um, overall, I'm excited because I haven't played a Zelda game where I didn't feel like every like this game is jam packed full of stuff content. And I do not believe for a second that they're gonna. This one's gonna feel like when I beat it, that this game was not jam packed full of content. Yeah. It felt just as long, or if not way longer than the other ones. So like, I'm actually excited. This is cool. Yeah. I, uh, I'm very curious about the story mode more than anything else. The new story, dungeon thing. Yeah. But yeah, the hard mode could be something that's totally cool too. That's what. It's a mystery. It's twenty bucks. I don't have to buy it right now if I don't want to. Yeah. But I think I'm going to just to look at that stupid Switch T-shirt. See what it is. I'm gonna sell it immediately. <laughs> and, and I'm just. I'm, I know I'm gonna buy it anyway, so I just might as well buy it at the beginning. I yeah. don't know. But that's you know, like any other any other expansion, it's just a choice on you. You know, it's 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 kind of interesting. It's it's the first Zelda like this I know of. So. I, I don't want. I don't know Kinda if we cool. want to build a crap sandwich here. So we've got, you know, we've got a nice clean piece of bread on this oh, side, and sandwich. and ostensibly we we got Gables who's going to be on the other side with a nice another nice clean piece of bread here. So I can throw some <laughs> crap in the middle if we if we really want oh, that. Yeah, throw crap. So like traditionally, I don't necessarily usually. I might agree with your crap. With two points. I don't necessarily like. 
I can't remember a time that I I had a piece of DLC or didn't have a piece of DLC that I felt like was a huge detriment for me not having it. I mean, you look at some that like are are kind of iconic, like the Fallout DLC and stuff like that, where people are like, oh yeah, like this is an amazing piece of DLC that adds to the game, which is great. But typically when I play a game, by the time I get to the end of the game, the original game, like I think I've got my fill. I I, I never feel that like I have to go off and get, and get this DLC. Um, and then the the structure of this DLC especially, like the expansion bonus, I don't give a damn about. I don't give a damn about treasure chests. I don't give a damn about a, a t-shirt. Uh, like, I really, really can't tell you how much I don't give a damn about a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and then the first, the first pack seems okay. Like, the Cave of Trials is probably the only thing on there that really intrigues me. I don't really want to go back through and play the game on, with the hard mode. I've just That's never been me. Um, and the additional map feature, not knowing what it is, and the fact that I'm probably ostensibly going to finish the game without this map feature, I think I'll be okay without it. So the second DLC pass coming in winter is the one that, that's probably the most appealing to me. I mean, if I would like some more story content and a new dungeon sounds pretty dope. Um, the thing about this one is, which is interesting, but also I can kind of see where they're coming from, is you have to buy the entire pack. Like, they're, they're not breaking these up into two pieces. You're not, you're not spending 10 bucks for pack one, 10 bucks for pack two, or even 15 for pack one, 15 for pack two. But if you buy them together, you get, you get it for 20 and get a discount. Like, you just pay 20 up front and you get the whole thing, which is fine, I guess. Like I said, I probably am not going to buy it. If I do buy it, I'll buy it after the fact, after we find out what that that second pack is come this winter and if I'm not bogged down with a bunch of other games and other things that I want to be doing if I decide at that point that yeah I could totally go jump back into Zelda then I might buy this at that point but otherwise like it's 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 nothing that that grabs me but that's not necessarily a bad thing because DLC typically doesn't grab me like I usually just throw away DLC I don't care there's my crap go ahead and throw a nice clean piece of bread on the other side of this crap sandwich well, to be, per- um, to be perfectly honest about it, I'm really just sort of indifferent about it. If it's just going to be like $20 just like for all that content and stuff, I really don't care either way. I just normally just play games or something all the way through, and I don't really give a crap about extra difficulty levels or certain extra story bits unless it's something that is entirely awesome that actually continues on from like what... Uh, would otherwise be a great game or something like that. The good example, in my opinion, would be like Fallout Three with like the the DLC stuff it had quite like after the stuff that actually continued on from the main story and actually put things more into perspective. And uh, but uh, for this Zelda DLC and stuff, it's kind of it sort of is weird and stuff for a Zelda game to be getting like a mainline Zelda game to get like certain DLC content at all. And it's kind of hilarious how there's just like a digital T-shirt. You're paying twenty dollars not just to get an extra piece of story stuff, an extra this, an extra that, and stuff, but also a digital Switch T-shirt, which that just seems kind of funny, <laughs> in my opinion. Hopefully, you can just wear the T-shirt and underwear. That kind of reminds me of certain tidbits of where you would buy certain like uh, Tecmo Koei games or something like that for Dead or Alive stuff, and to have pay so much just to have. The, like the girls inside these digital bikinis and all this other shit, you know? <laughs> Not like to that, like, a pervish extent, though, but, uh... But it's, it's, it's just Nintendo. It's just oddly Nintendo doing this stuff. I mean, I think that's weird, then all of a sudden they do something else entirely or do something that 
we wouldn't think that's out of left field, you know, like say putting cars like Mercedes Benzes inside a Mario Kart and stuff like that, you know. It's, but other than that, though, my overall intent is I don't care either way. I mean, hell, it's there. I'm probably not going to get it immediately until something is decent. So, so we've pretty much <laughs> built an open face crap sandwich, is what you're telling me. <laughs> I was going to say it's more like, it's more like a. Um, there's three. There's four pieces of bread here. Not joining hands. I was going to say it's more like a like a, a crap hot dog, where Justin just is just just as the fun. Or a crap yeah. pizza. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not like I'm kind of in, in like it's like we have like it's kind of weird like we have Troy on one, kind of on one side and Justin on one side and then like Gables is indifferent and I've I've been going back and forth on it um, where it's almost we're almost in like un, we're in like uncharted waters right now with Nintendo they're doing a lot of shit they're trying out different things and I think a lot of it's some some they're just throwing shit at a wall right now we're gonna see what <laughs> see sticks, what sticks. <laughs> and yeah and um, we gotta we. We threw some crap. Justin's the hoagie one that's stuck to the crap right now so far, <laughs> I think. Um, well, I just look at their track record with stuff, and I think they've done really well with deals. Yeah, I think the... Except the, for Super Smash Bros., I think it's overpriced. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. I think with... You know, Except you for at, the third-party things, I kind of understand. Yeah. The, the, that so that stuff, that throwing yeah, crap yeah. at the wall thing is not exclusive to Nintendo. I think the entire video game industry is kind of in that position. Uh, yep. The base, oh, the base yeah. price yeah. for games hasn't gone up in years. Like $60 has been the de facto price for games, and these games aren't getting cheaper to produce. They're getting more and more expensive, so they're trying to find any way yeah. they can to get extra money out of you to try and recoup all those losses, you know, be yeah. it through microtransactions. Like there's oh, so, so many different monetization, yeah. model, monetization models that are out there that, that developers are trying to try out to see what works best and you know what's eventually i think the the industry might you know settle on three or four that are that are probably generally accepted as okay for different types of genres but yeah i think throwing crap at the wall is kind of the video game industry as a whole right now just trying to figure out how to get as much money as they can and i I agree but i just think like and more so with nintendo though it's just like more than ever usually they just kind of stick to their like with what they are but I think right now they're like we're looking at you know some big changes and big th- maybe not big to the outside world, but as if you look at Nintendo as a whole, these are some fairly you know I mean this maybe this expansion pack for Breath of the Wild could be their one foray into the DLC or an expansion pack kind of stuff. I like what like Mario Kart DLC. I thought that was great. It was thirteen bucks. Got uh, we got like sixteen new tracks, a bunch of new characters, and it, it came out like a year later. And it was awesome. I loved it. And uh, the only thing, mm-hmm. I, my only complaint was it wasn't a second DLC pack. Um, I really did enjoy the just, DLC packs, though, for Hyrule oh. Warriors as well. I mean, those actually had oh, some yeah, good yeah, content too. Awesome. I actually got extra that. characters, yeah, extra things, awesome you know. Dollars. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good too. They added new. Uh, they added to the story mode. That was yeah, that was true. Really proud with that. And then you got you mentioned like the, the Smash Brothers was kind of a miss on that one. Uh, it was expensive. Yeah, uh, if you bought all that shit, well, that game ended up costing you. I actually did kind of buy most of the DLC characters and stuff like that. I just oh, mostly like, just I could, I spent it for the characters. Like, yeah. But then they had like the costumes and that was that. Was I didn't shit, buy the costumes. Think, but, uh, oh yeah, I only bought the characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but going back to the Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, I, my my one real like I don't have a problem. Everybody's doing scene passes right now, and that's not really a good argument. I don't th- actually if I think about it, but. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, what, you know, especially with a game like Zelda, a popular franchise where it's like people are probably gonna want more of Zelda. Yeah, uh, usually, we, like you guys were saying, you play it and it's over. Yeah, most games that you is go the case, back to it and really have a hankering. Yeah. But um, there's, there's been a handful of games like that I've had a, a hankering to go back to, like 
or that I want DLC for. Like if uh, they made a Last Guardian DLC right now for it, I'd buy the, fucking buy the thing day one. Dead Space. Dead Space. I, yeah, anything with Dead Space. Mass Effect uh, trilogy that I bought all the DLC for that and beat all of those. I love. I loved most of those DLC packs. What was it the Last of Us um, Left Behind DLC? That was dope as hell. That was that was also that was good. fantastic. Um, totally changed. I think the the, the game. Uh, I liked it. Fact. Um, but yeah, but, I mean the one big complaint with this is the fact that they're making you buy pack one, and I think pack one is kind of bullshit. Uh, uh, hard mode. I mean, is it, if it's just like a different difficulty level, and it's just like we just made the enemies harder. That's bullshit to me. The no, I agree. Trial, uh, trial. I don't think it will be that, but I agree if it is. Uh, yeah. If it's like Mass Quest, they totally like, kind of change the way things are. Then maybe okay. I'm not interested in that. But uh, and then Pack Two, we don't know what the story is going to be. The dungeon, if it's like an hour long thing, I, I, yeah. Then that would I don't twenty bucks might be overpriced, at least for me. Yeah. But if it's like a huge two, three, four hour thing, not that's not really huge, but it, you know for DLC that's fairly decent size, it's fairly expensive for twenty bucks. And uh, if it's good, you know, then yeah, that's fine. Uh, I think it's just like not. We, it's like you said, it's vague right now. What mm-hmm. we just kind of know the, the which, details, which know. I like because I trust them. But I don't think it's very great for some people. Yeah, just I no actually one really know this new story, and that's it. I don't want to know anything else about it. Yeah, like Nintendo does fairly well, I think, with like for the fans with their content with games. But the, we just what we know, like mostly with DLC and expansion packs, season passes, uh, it scared that 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 whole world of that business scares. I think of most gamers. No, oh, it does. A lot of um, people do not like that at all. Yeah. So yes, yeah, uh, more cases than not. Every now and again, you get a good one, but yeah. most part, no. Um, moving on, sticking with Nintendo uh, and the Switch, uh, Splatoon Two is actually going to get a test fire. This is with um, with the first, the first te- uh, with the first Splatoon game, and this actually that those test fires actually sold me on Splatoon. Me too. I was very much. If you go back and um, to some of those older podcasts of ours, and you listen to us when they first talk about um, um, Splatoon, they now said E three two thousand. 13 or 14, I want to say. 14. 14. Uh, I was very much, I did not like that game. I thought it it looked bad. And these test fires changed my mind. And I wonder if it did a lot for other people, too. Um, But, anyways, they're having test fires, Splatoon 2. uh, Splatoon 2, sorry. Um, Doing it really early, it seems like. Uh, So, the first one's going to be, they're going to do it over a weekend. Uh, I think uh, March 24th is on a it will spring, be a spring break, right? Yep. Uh, no, spring break's uh, like early mid, early mid March uh, actually. Oh, um, yeah. It's now early. you're gonna make me I'm Google when my January. spring break is because it changes uh, like different places have spring break I different like times. Oh yeah, I feel like it'd be after the twenty first. A lot. Of t- I know, like spring. a lot of times, it's actually like early. I remember, you know, my sister was like she's in high school, yeah. like it's snowing still. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're gonna have. Um, one, two, three, four, six different, uh, or no, more than that, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven hours, but they're in like one hour chunks. chunks. Yeah, so March 24th, they're going to have it, this is all Pacific time, uh, 12 to 1, and then 3 to 4, and then also later on that day, from 8 to 9, and then uh, 11 to midnight. And then on the 25th, it's going to be from 4 to uh, 5 a.m. So my my spring break is March 20th through March 24th, so it, it is spring break for me. <laughs> so... It's, yeah, no, that works out for you then. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Um, kind of some weird times, you know, 4 to 5 a.m. on the 25th. Uh, that's on a Saturday. Worldwide. Yeah. Kind of did that last time, too. Yeah, it was like, I remember getting up early on Saturday morning mm-hmm. at like 5 a.m. to play the, the first So it's basically like a, like uh, an, then, is it like an open beta? Like anybody can play or? Yeah, anybody can yeah. play it. Yep. You just, there's like a, usually, the first one is like a, I think you downloaded something. Yeah. It's like a, a demo, essentially. 
Yeah, it's like an open beta, and you just play some of the. They have but you just have a window of opportunity maps. to play it on each day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that's smart to do. Um, if I, if you guys don't even jump in first, uh, yeah, go for it. I think it's smart too because, like I said, Splatoon. I was sold. I, I they did it a few weeks before. Um, I remember they had on my birthday because it came out. Splatoon came out in May. Uh, that my birthday they had the deal. They had the direct for it. And then they announced the the um, test fire, and then like a couple a couple weeks before the game came out, they had them, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I bought that game. They won because of it. But uh, anyways, uh, I think it's smart. Like I said, it made me buy the game, and I think going to Switch, I think there's gonna be, uh, I think there's a lot of people are probably already planning on buying Splatoon 2 that were fans of the first one. And I think a lot of people are gonna jumping into the Switch and maybe they didn't own a Wii U off the bat, right off the bat, and it's gonna be smart to them to kind of introduce them to this game. And get their their hype up. The only thing I think is, like I said, I think is weird is we don't know when this game's coming out. So if it comes out August and you're having this six months before the game comes out, or yeah, five six months before the game comes out, I wonder if people are going to keep that hype level and keep that interest level by then. If it's like May or June, then I you know I I see that being I think a better chance. But by August after E3 and all this other shit's coming out, everybody's gearing up for the holiday season. I wonder if that where that hype level could be for this game. I yeah, agree. Kind of like my thoughts on it. Um, let me go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You uh, for me, uh, when I first saw Splatoon, just go back to what you were saying, like when you first saw it, you weren't really into it at first. I actually, for some reason, I saw something pretty special in this game, and I, I liked it at first. But like you said, the, the actually playing it just re-upped everything I felt about that game. I was like, yes, like it's like everything that I imagined, and it, it felt so new to me—the way I move around, the liquid, and everything. But just talking about this. This whole thing, this Splatoon 2 test fire, I think it's totally cool as fuck. Yeah. And, like, it's just, like, it's just one... I know it's just, like, a test fire, but it's it's one more notch, in my mind, of something that's kind of cool about owning the Switch at launch. Yeah. And it's just, like, one more little thing I got to try out, check out, and it's, it's kind of neat. It's a good point. It's one more, uh, one more reason to buy one early. Yeah. Even, even though it's just a, a test fire thing, it's still kind of cool. And yeah. I really... I love... I think Splatoon is my game of the year for 2015. It was. And uh, yeah, Metal Gear yeah. Solid Five. That's bullshit. Um. Still, <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you put it above Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm still pissed about it. Oh, it's, it was so hard. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but dude, oh man, yeah, I'm excited. No comment from me. I'm, I'm more excited. For, <laughs> you know, I'm more excited for other people, new people, to check it out. I hope that happens. Yeah, because I think that uh, Splatoon was something that was overlooked. I think by lots of people. Obviously. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah it was so like 14 million people consoles. So like, if the so Switch takes off, no, no, it's still really good for how many people have a Wii U yeah. for sure. But just well, like, I mean, if, oh, if man, Splatoon so much potential if, to this new type of game, if Splatoon had come out when the Wii U launched, then the Wii U might have been more successful. Agreed. That's like true. it came out so for late sure. in the lifespan, a lot of people Especially had already gotten rid of their Wii U's. Like maybe they jumped in early, but they just got rid of them. Yeah, because oh, when yeah. was Mark that game, game out, like, around 2015 or so? Yeah. Too, I'd say. That launch with it instead of new Super Mario Bros. I think it would have been sick. Yeah. Or 3D World. 3D World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it should have. Even though... Yeah. Oh, it's another conversation. <laughs> best, but, yeah. best Wii U game, 3D World. It's, it's definitely up there. Mm. Tropical Freeze, baby. Oh. No. <laughs> no. That's not a good game, Justin. The best. No. All right. Donkey Kong is a better Donkey Kong game. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. But I, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's cool. 
What about you guys? Well, you know what? The whole thing about the this, the test fire thing, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, like early investors inside the Switch get a chance to play a little bit more of like, just to try out Splatoon 2, how the multiplayer is uh, panning out and stuff, their whole beta stuff. And you know what? It's going to be kind of interesting. I think they're going to be doing another one again, like even after this initial period. I mean, they did have several. They did several with the first game when that was uh, still yeah. going through its paces and stuff. So if they do the same type of things that they did with the original Splatoon, then we might see the game sometime maybe June, possibly July, like in, during that month's region. Because if they're having a test fire like close to launch the Switch, then of course this is probably going to be a little tweaking here and there to make sure the multiplayer stuff is as uh, you know, as fresh and as, as uh, decent as possible and stuff like that, so that if they are trying to do like competitive possible esports thing, possibly with Splatoon, that's probably one of the best things to get the thing out there as quick as possible in order to try to see what type of balances they have to make sure to get through before the game releases, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Troy? I, so, I own Splatoon on the Wii U. I haven't really played much of it. I haven't played any multiplayer, which is a sin. I did jump into the single player. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had a whole lot of time to really spend on it, but, I mean, the concept is amazing. I love, you know, the 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 way they've basically reinvented the shooter genre, which is dope as hell. So, I mean, I I welcome it. I'll probably jump in on this test fire since I'll have a Switch anyway, and I might as well. Uh, And I can totally see myself uh, playing this game on the Switch as well. I mean, yeah, I'm all for it. And then, yeah, I mean, I think this this does good, uh, because I know we've got, you know, Zelda coming out, and then what, like Mario Kart comes out in May. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it gives an opportunity to to fill out the Switch's first year with uh, some good games kind of spread out throughout the year to kind of keep a good steady flow of games going for it. And one more selling point about Splatoon 1. There's some pretty dope-ass uh, t-shirts that you can lock in that game. I, was, so. yeah, I, was I know, gonna... Troy, you're a big fan of digital t-shirts. So. I was going to get to that. <laughs> I hope with Splatoon 2, real quick, I hope one of the biggest changes they do, I hope they have, of course, I want the whole, like, oh, Splatfest. Oh yeah, I love Splatfest. Yeah. I want you to be able to keep the stupid ass shirt that you earn. You earn ranked up. Yes. And lose I hope they. I, mean, like, I think that'd be so cool. I hope they have an expansion it's like pack and it's just a treasure hoard of things because clothes are important in that game. And it's kind of it's, it's you kind of flaunt it. Yeah, you see style. someone with something cool, like whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, getting promotional material in Splatoon doesn't seem nearly as egregious as like Link running around Hyrule wearing a Switch T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. At least it's you, free. It's free, though. So. I hope it's just funny. I, I agree with you. I hope, I'm more, I hope one of the Splatoon 2 <laughs> shirts is like a Watch Dogs 2 t-shirt. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty Some cross-promotion. Yeah, like Ubisoft and yeah. Nintendo. It's a Halo t-shirt. It's like... It's, yeah. like Watch it's one, almost like the equivalent. Watch Dogs 2. I think this is how they're going to get third-party support, guys. They're going to put their games, like, t-shirt. They're going to put them in t-shirt designs on in Splatoon 2. Yeah. Oh yeah, so like have a Bomberman T-shirt along with like some sort of like what, what, what was Skyrim it? Skyrim T-shirt. Like, no, like a Skyrim T-shirt and like maybe have like uh, like a beer hat or something for Link advertising like some sort of stupid thing. <laughs> like say like uh, what, what, Old school what was that? Game? What was that Dude, other thing? Like if wait, they had like a Metal Gear T-shirt, I would I would pay money for that. I would pay cash money for a Metal Gear T-shirt. Uh, see? My avatar see? and and on um, Xbox. So <laughs> this, I spent worse money on stupid digital shit. <laughs> I actually own the Solid Snake. Uh, Sneaking suit oh, I know on my Xbox, I see it all the time. Oh, Xbox God. avatar. So I paid five bucks for real money with that, and I also paid two dollars 
for the uh, WWE Championship spinner belt. That's awesome. So I spent a lot of dumb money on digital things. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going, funny. going wiser over my years, I think, sometimes with spending money Bam. on shit. Have you seen my giant 4K t- TV, Justin? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm really... Uh, is I'm, it one of your walls now? Yeah, it's one of my walls, yes. Okay. I, I'm much wiser with <laughs> my, my spending now. Have you seen my two big-ass monitors that I don't need? Yes. Yeah, see, I'm dumb. Uh, so I'll probably buy. Uh, I'll probably buy the expansion pack for Zelda Breath of the Wild. Double Going high five. Ah, oh, goddamn. <laughs> no, I can't resist a high five, especially a double one. Yeah, no. it's my one weakness. Um. Anyways, <laughs> what the fuck's happening? Uh, <laughs> uh, going back, stick. Not going back. Sticking with the switch. Uh, Jake's rolling, rolling over in his grave right now. He he knows. Um. No, uh, so somebody actually got the um, the Switch early. Uh, it's been kind of a big thing going around the internet. They actually, uh, Flow KO, I think that's how you pronounce the uh, YouTube um, page, whatever the fuck you want to subscribe, whatever. Channel. Uh, channel, thank you. I couldn't think of it. I'm glad someone saved me. I was, I was just <laughs> rambling, which I do anyways, but especially when I can't think of the word. Anyways, um, so they... Uh, so these people, Flow KO channel, um, actually had the guy make a, a an uh, unboxing video for them and open it all up. Not too excited about that. If you're interested in uh, unboxing videos, which I'm normally not, uh, check that out. It's like a five-minute video. It just kind of shows stuff. But the main thing that came out of it, the big thing that, um, maybe the biggest thing that came out of it, really, outside somebody getting um, a Switch early in the house, we will jump into in a second. They showed the kind of like, the main menu and all that and what you can do with it which is a lot which we haven't seen I don't think we really No seen yeah before. no that's that's kind of the big story is Nintendo like this thing I'm literally going to have this in my hands in less than 2 weeks and if this video yeah. hadn't come out I may not know what the user interface even looked like cuz Nintendo has shown nothing of it uh, and yep. so yeah the yeah, fact that this guy was able to fire it up and like show the the user interface and stuff was kind of a big deal Yeah so, uh, that, that, yeah, that was definitely kind of the biggest thing coming out. And originally, I think this happened like Tuesday or Wednesday. And then actually just like an hour before we started recording, some more news came out about it, about the the fact that the guy, he was like, he's a barista. He mentioned, like, he went on this, like, he said this whole thing out. I think he's like on uh, Reddit. Like on Reddit. They talked was where the whole thing kind of started. And he mentioned on Reddit um, just a couple hours ago, as I was recording Saturday night, by the way, people. Um, he... Uh, he he got he bought the switch from somebody and he didn't he said he's not much of a gamer he didn't know um, that this he was, that how he why he was getting this early he didn't know the details of he, it he knew it was a big out. enough deal to go on Reddit and start posting about it oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's I did, yeah I wasn't gonna jump into that yeah that's a whole <laughs> other thing there but um yeah so but he um the, basically the, we figured out what happened how we got it early it wasn't he initially said that uh, I think he initially said that he, like someone shipped yeah the original early. story was that the retailer had shipped it to him by mistake early which of course Nintendo yeah. is going to be able to investigate and find out how that happened if it happened yeah so we actually found out what happened is that the, so there's people that worked in the distributing site that um, ships these things out and I, uh, I think that's what people ship them not the people that, that manufacture them um, but they ended up stealing uh, employees Stole a, uh, a bunch of them and were uh, selling them out to the wild. And those people have they figured out Nintendo figured out who it was. Uh, those people, those employees have been fired, and Ooh. now I guess the um, the police are investigating it more. Um, Nintendo has now taken back the switch, and the, the barista said that he in a statement that he was okay with it for the reasons why um, to give it back to them. 
And I hope the guy, if uh, hope he's guys, alive. Yeah, well, uh, he's alive long enough to type the email out. <laughs> he's uh, he turning it. I Maybe. All I'm picturing is uh, Miyamoto jump, flying through the window. Turn. Oh, yeah, he's. And throwing Pikmin, p- throwing Pikmin at. <laughs> The switch and having it carried out, and you just watching on like. He's definitely out. alive, he's but he's also reluctant to yeah. give any details, which tells me that he's he's already had a good talking to by he's by totally the Nintendo gone. legal department. Uh, yeah, he said he willfully <laughs> handed it over. I I highly doubt that. Was oh no! What probably no, ended up happening was probably a lot of legal <laughs> repercourse or something from Nintendo. Because here's the thing: Nintendo does not mess around with Fuck those type right. of like. Uh, Stuff. I mean, this is the type of business that will go anal upon any type of, like, game streaming or type of gameplay of their own games, let alone, like, someone getting a console, like, a couple weeks early. Yeah, uh, well, know, I mean, over, the, like, the story genies. is typically, like, Nintendo, like, if you were a an IGN or a GameSpot of the world, and they were bringing you your your GameCube that you were going to use to review their games, they literally came in and bolted that thing to the table. Like, you were wow. not going to move it. It was, like, like just the security, the level of security. When a new game came out, they would have somebody physically go to your location, unbolt the thing, swap the disc out inside, and bolt it back down to make sure that there was no tampering. Like, like Nintendo is, is very archaic and also, like, super protective of their stuff, so follow you to the bathroom <laughs> yeah well and that was a big thing people talk about this new, the new york switch event was like they had some of the stuff like some like some games and stuff was bolted down some mm-hmm. you can only play it certain ways and some games and then the you ones know, it was like it was, you can the ones that aren't bolted down or are attached to some poor girl around her waist like are you serious <laughs> this 3ds did you it ever, it? yeah it was real uh, E3, yeah that 3DS. was real 3DS, yeah. <laughs> i have to go to the bathroom you can with... now. You're a kiosk. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine someone's taking the 3DS and the girl with them to the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think shit. Like, you got the balls. <laughs> can you have the toilet paper, please? I'm still playing Mario Kart. You don't want to jump there. How, how long or is this cord? I can sit in the stall something. next to you if that's you know more convenient for you. <laughs> Sorry about the smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean it is what it is, but also I would imagine the implication is like they come to him and they're like, "Look, if you don't give this to us now, we're going to go ahead and press charges on you for being yep. in conspiracy to steal our product." So he's like, "Yeah, I think I'll just go ahead and hand it over." Not going to win that. No. <laughs> I, I want to know what I want to know how much cuz it's stolen. He obviously for being a guy like like Troy mentioned, <laughs> doesn't know anything about, uh, doesn't know a whole lot about video games, but knew, he, or so he like, says. knew enough that he posted on Reddit that he got it early. I wonder how much he paid for that thing, because I doubt he paid. I was like, so no. Did he pay more than 300 Because it was, because people were selling it for no, like, with no, they didn't pay any money for it, they stole it. Did they get it, he hmm. it for cheap? Yeah, that's a good oh, question. Because he mentioned multiple times in his, um, his, uh, his thing, did he give hand jobs? That's a good point, Justin. He was doing the hand job motion. Uh, he mentioned multiple times, he's just a barista, guys. He's just a barista. Hmm. So what does he really know? Stupid. What is a barista? I should know. They're like a Starbucks employee. Okay. Or someone the person who makes you coffee while giving you a hand job. Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> Sound familiar? It's good pinpointer. Also give you a ZJ. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know what that is, you can't afford it. <laughs> Sorry, that's a beer fest quote. Uh, I'm not that funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I. I I want. Uh, there's more to the story. I want to know more. And I want to know more. We probably will I, yeah, I'm that. sure you'll never know the rest of the story. I think it will get buried. 
<laughs> Maybe he'll get buried. Yeah. Maybe he already is buried. Maybe he set the, he set that out on Reddit, and that was the last thing he ever did. Oh, maybe Bill like, Trent has already come to his house overhead, you know, flying in the airplane. Bill, Bill <laughs> Trent covered him. Now I've got this image in my so head fast. of Shigeru Miyamoto actually being some, like, mafia kingpin. Like, he's the happiest, most smiling guy in the public, but he's, like, totally, like, cracking down on motherfuckers in the background. <laughs> what, if, what if Bowser showed up with the with the He's kneecapping fools. Yeah, just hit him with the kneecap with the hat and Aww. just took him out. And then Bill Trenton showed up with a splatoon gun and, like, just drowned him in red orange paint. What <laughs> if Captain Toad showed up with a sawed-off shotgun? <laughs> and Bill Trenton leaves a calling card or something flashlight. like that that, like, it's a me. It's a me! It's just Trenton with, like, a fucking, like, a mushroom or something on one card or something with the fucking, like, Ace of Spades or something like that. And on the back it just says, it's a me! See, my, my favorite thing about this was, like, the, what, what the real story is of this. Now my new favorite thing about this is the potential ways that Nintendo <laughs> killed him. <Yeah. laughs> Use, using the their house. characters. This is great. Oh, it's like the most whimsical <laughs> murders in the world. <laughs> There's so... They got so it many franchises. Yeah. Like, what if, the, what if Miyamoto, like, did Super Smash Brothers, and they fought on, like, the Mario Kart uh, world, where, like, you fall down the next level and the carts go by and you get hit by them and do damage? What if you fought them on that they're, they're sitting on top of a building under construction <laughs> throwing bar- barrels at him. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Fucking, he's, like, Miyamoto's up top with a switch, and he's, like, three, yeah, he's throwing barrels, and, like, he's just jumping over him. Oh, my God. This is, this is, oh, man. We're, like, playing Donkey Kong now. Oh, Good lord! What if what if he had a twin, and they put him in a, in a pink, and he's put his twin in a in a blue like outfit, like a snow coat, winter coat. Yeah, and and they had to like fucking climb like ice. You know what, what I mean? If, These are just ideas. Dude, like, tied together with dude, dude, dude. Yeah. What if Reggie actually went to his house or something like that? Have him make like had him made up like uh, dress up as Toad or something like that, and just give him like <laughs> his feet in cement or something, making cement shoes and threaten to toss him off a bridge. That would be also good. I didn't even think Reggie. I just throws a whole another wrench into this, these, these potential series. I imagine Reggie's a pretty imposing figure too. If he came knocking at your door, you'd probably give up the switch. <laughs> He's like six eight, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he did beat. He did uh, kick uh, Iwata's ass in that uh, direct video. So he sucks at Smash, he says. But, he, but in real life, he's, 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 in good, he's, really, he's really good in real life Smash. Of course, he's, he's, he's definitely there to kick ass and take names. Like improv or something. Oh, these are great. If, if anybody has any more ideas about how Nintendo might have killed somebody, this poor barista. I'll uh, film them and send them to you. He, the poor barista was in the mix of making some sort of like uh, peppermint mocha frappuccino or something like that. All of a sudden, he sees a wild fucking Pikmin just start him in the head. Yes. What if, what if, yes. the Virtual Boy was like Tron, and they sucked him into the world of Virtual oh, Boy? God. No one plays that thing, so they wouldn't even, they would never find him. I play. What if they made him go Just through a bunch of torture, playing nothing play. but Virtual Boy for the next three hours? <laughs> he's he's doomed to ever to play. Uh, virtual yeah, Boy doomed to play Mario game. Clash for three hours straight. No. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's awesome. I am all for all of this. I, I, you know, if he, if he is, I kind of want him to be dead. Just in one of these, yeah. if he did die, one of these scenarios is actually worth it. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Definitely worth it. Definitely worth this poor barista. Hopefully, We're someone's so there. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you know, there's no. We have peaked. 
I think, for the week. <laughs> so there's, I there's, think we're going to stop no way there. We're topping that. Plateau. No. <laughs> I'm not going to go on to the next topics. We're plus for like an hour and a half in, so we're going to go ahead and uh, call this a show. Um, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to call this show. There's so many different options. Um, but anyways. Something will come to no, you when you're listening to it for the second time. Something will jump the out at you. Mafia. Yeah. I think we might have it. That's a good one. That, okay, I'm going to write that down. Write that. Well, I'll text it to you at the same time. I wasn't going to go with. Un- I was trying to think of a play on words with unseasonable. Warm. Oh, unseasonably mild. The unseasonably mafia, mild right? mushroom mafia. That one's not bad. Okay, we're going to just tie them all together. Un- it's a magical mystery tour. There we go. I'm writing it down so I don't forget. Um, but anyways, I want to thank you guys. So much for listening. Um, if you guys want to hear more from us, which I hope you do, and you come, hey, if you do want to hear more from us, and you check out these sites about these places you can talk to us at, um, give us more ideas how how they kill this barista. I want to know. <laughs> if you guys got theories with with way Nintendo killed them with using their IPs, please tell me. I'm all for it. But anyways, um, you yeah, can talk to window. us. What? Nothing. Okay. Uh, if you guys want to talk to us, we are on Facebook. We have a page and group. It is Drunk Dash Nerds. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Drunk Nerds Pod, so follow us on there. And then on Twitch, we are Drunk Nerds Podcast. Um, so f- f- follow us on there. I can never remember. I'm gonna remember. One it's of these follow. Games. I keep looking it up. It's, it's follow. Thank you. Like so, the, the thing the thing about Twitch is it's confusing because they do have follow and they do have subscribe, but they're two different yep. functions. Like follow is when you like somebody now. and you want to see when they go online. Subscribe, I think, is when you actually are like willing to monetarily back somebody up. They us- that usually entails like them giving you like special emoticons with their faces or whatever. Like oh. there's a lot of stuff that goes along with that. So they can do either, but like follow is the base level interaction on Twitch. Okay. And they do have a friends list now. I, I we have we have friends. friends. On, on they Twitch. do exist. Really? Yeah, they do. They do exist. Yes, we do have a couple friends. Um, cool. Yeah, and then uh, on YouTube we are Junk Dash Nerds on there. So uh, subscribe to that one. I know that. That's our channel. Uh, I believe that's all the places to check us out at. Um, also, before I forget. Um, we are doing the Drunk Dash Nerds flashback episodes, uh, episode one. I forgot to mention last week. Uh, came out, I believe, on the sixth or seventh, um, and we're doing it every two weeks. So this Thursday, Drunk Dash Nerds episode two will be coming out. Uh, they'll be going up. Usually, I release it four or five in the morning. Except for this. Oh yes, fun. episode two. Yep, that one. <laughs> uh, real quick, that one actually, uh, it's probably our most infamous one. It's the one we talk about the most in the history. Oh of the show. yeah, we had talking ships nerves on it. Um, <laughs> had a fun conversation about Jack and his our Gables. I'm sorry, uh, credit card. Oh and, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that whole scenario. So that's one of my all time favorite uh, moments of the show. Um, great. We might have peaked at episode two in like June of 2013. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely a low point was when, when I offered well, when Justin asked if he can be on the show. That's definitely a low point. I'm kidding, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Justin's really sad now. I feel bad, kind of. Really. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that will be coming out Thursday. I hope you guys like that. I'm going to apologize once again for the... I choo-choo-choose you episode. That's what just happened to me with Ralphie. My heart just exploded. Oh, God damn, Justin. <laughs> this is why you're about... Edit that out. <laughs> no, I'm going to edit it harder. Um, wow, that's a throwback. Oh, that was That was the blue um, show, right? Or was it brown? It, it was a brown show, show, yeah. Dave, edit that in harder. 
I'll ask, I'll ask Dave if you can edit that six second clip there for me. Um, send it back to me. Um, but anyways, uh, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out on all those places I just mentioned. Check back Thursday for episode two. Um, it was recorded in June 2013. And then uh, check back the following weekend. We'll be, we'll be talking about we'll be back with 195. But anyways, I'm rambling again. I'm sorry. I'm pointing. And Justin's mocking me for pointing. No. Uh, or you wanted to point I'm along just with pointing me. with you. Oh, Spoken. okay. I appreciate it. I don't want to be alone <laughs> in this. Um, but anyways, I was Tyler. I've been Troy. I've been Justin. And I have been the Colonel. And until the next one, time. The only. <laughs> and good balls. Peace out. Mr. Black. <laughs> Shut up, Justin. <laughs> God damn it. Aw, <laughs> oh, Mr. Barista. You were breaking my heart. <laughs> now I'm going to drown you in spaghetti. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, Mr. Barista, you take my switch. You take my switch, I take your leg. Your leg is gone. We don't care. We don't care no more. Your leg is gone. <laughs> Who is that guy? Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, we, we peaked there. I, yeah, for, I was wrong. I was on the downfall. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. That was good. Mr. Black. Bye, guys. Too many beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there, check us out. And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number. <laughs>